Happy St. Mary's Fast. We start the fast today for the next two weeks. We talk about today's gospel. It's a warning sign. And as you know, in life, there's many signs that we get. And even on some, some of the packages that we buy, and the famous one is cigarettes, where it says, warning, smoking can kill or smoking can cause cancer. But what do people still do? They smoke. It's a bit funny, isn't it? It's okay, we can, we can die, but we enjoy our smoking. It's the same with sin. Same thing exactly. We, we know sin destroys us spiritually, but we still do it. Uh, the cape of Superman for some of the children, it says, warning, this cape does not fly. Obviously, because some children will think it's okay to jump off uh, a wall or a roof or something, and they can die. But the warning for today is for the Jews, for the high priests, and for the people who were in charge of the, the Jews at that time. Uh, Christ was warning them of the end of times. Today's parable is a tra tragedy of the son's death by the hands of evil people. And this parable was said on the Holy Week, Passion Week, Tuesday of the Passion Week, when Christ was preaching in the temple and he started to explain to them the truth about many of the wrong things that their leaders were doing. So he stopped preaching in the area of Galilee and started to preach in the temple. Three points I want to talk to you today about is God's gift and how he gives, gives us many gifts in our lives and spiritual gifts and how we misuse these gifts and then we start sinning and we forget the nice things that God has done for us. And then when we sin, we need help and the only person that will come and help us is Christ who fixes our problems. And this is what he did when he came to save us from this evil world. So the first thing is God's gifts. God gives us abundantly. He gives us a lot in everything in our lives. Things you don't think of, he gives. He sends us a lot of stuff that we don't deserve. On the other hand, people give from the abundance of their financial situation. The poor, the rich, they give differently, of course. But God gives perfectly. God's gift is perfect. God gives us a perfect world. A world that was perfect before sin and even after sin. But with our sin, we destroy it and we do many wrong. But God gives us everything. He gives us the, the fresh air that we smell daily and we don't remember that we're, we're taking nice breaths which is free of charge, not like everything else. God gives us strength. God gives us hope. He gives us a good health. He gives us a good life. He gives us joy. He gives us many, many gifts. This is why we should be thankful 
to everything that he sends us. God gives us gifts of joy. And St. Paul to Timothy, he says, command, the, command those who are rich in this present age not to be haughty, nor to trust in uncertain riches, but in the living God who gives us richly all things to enjoy. So if you have a lot of money, it's a gift from God. And if you don't have a lot of money, it's also a gift from God. God gives us nice careers. He gives us an amazing partner. <clears throat> he gives us love. He gives us family. He gives us many spiritual gifts. Even St. James says, every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and comes down from the Father of lights. David the prophet even said, forgiveness is a spiritual gift from God. So when God forgives you, it's a gift. And this is why when we, we sin, we ask for forgiveness. And he gives it to us because he loves us. He forgives us. How much of you do you give back to God? Think about what do you do to give back to God? God only wants some of your, your fruits. Do you have fruits on your tree? Or is your tree empty? Or is your fruits decaying? Well, this happens when man sins. The Jews, the tenants, today's parable, made a point to God, the Father, not to give the Son any of the vineyard. Instead, they destroyed him. They said, we are the owners, not you. Sometimes in Egypt, if, if you have like an apartment or, or a place where you left it alone, someone can break in and stay in the house or the, the apartment for many, many years. And then they say, they're the owners now, not you. Although it's not their place, they just lived in it. It happens a lot. They feel ownership. And there's a difference between ownership and stewardship. Man's sin is ownership because he's the one that causes the sin. It's like if you're working in a food store and the owner's not there and, and you feel free to eat or do whatever you want in, in, the, in the store. Your friends come in, you give them food for free. You feel the ownership because the boss is not there. So you do this behind his back. Adam and Eve themselves, they felt in the Garden of Eden that they owned the garden and they can do whatever they want. I'm not going to listen to God. I, I enjoy this fruit. Why not eat it? And they wanted to be like God himself. Lot and Abraham, one chose the bitter portion. Lot chose Sodom and Gomorrah and he felt that this was the good portion for him. But God sees in different ways. What happened to Sodom and Gomorrah, it was destroyed completely. This is why you learn this lesson in life, that if you're fighting over inheritance, let go sometimes. Especially in Egypt, your parents left inheritance and your siblings took it from you and they don't want to give you anything. 
let it go. You live in a beautiful place here in the US. You don't need anything. Help them and give them what they want. Because sometimes when you fight and you force yourself to do these things, then it goes wrong. So be careful of that. I know this happens a lot in, in Egypt and between families. We hear it a lot. The Jewish leaders, they felt they owned the people and it was their duty to tell them what to do. And the people, of course, with their simplicity, will listen to them. Also, the rich, foolish man who owned a lot and Christ told him to sell everything and come after him. He owned, he felt it's his, it's not God's, although God gave it to him. This is why he couldn't let go. We worry about our future. This is ownership when you're worried about the unexpected future. Ownership of your children, ownership of your house, your families, even your own body. This body of ours is not ours. We rent it for the duration that we live here. Then we'll give it back to, to God in his way. Ownership. Even a lot of the, the women, they enjoy their jewelry and they want more and more from their husbands. Why? Because they feel much more secure when they have this. And trust me, in the hour of crisis, what do they do? They sell the jewelry and give it back to you. So be smart. There was a church who uh, was bought new and they didn't have a parking lot. So there was a parking lot next to the factory uh, that the church had. And they asked the factory owner, can we use your parking on Sundays? And he said, yes, of course. Uh, it, it's fine. Uh, I don't want any rent. You can use it for 51 Sundays. Only one Sunday, you're not going to use it. So the priest said, why? I mean, you don't use it on Sundays anyway. He said, because that one day, I want to make you feel that I own the parking lot, not you. Makes sense, doesn't it? Let us learn from King David when he collected all the material and building the most beautiful Solomon temple. David said, but who am I and who are my people that we should be able to offer so willingly as this? For all things came from you and your own we have given you. David is saying, with all honor and privilege, I'm doing this temple for you, my dear Lord, because it's, a best, it's the right thing to give back to you. But man's sin sometimes blinds us from rea reality. And sin makes us lose joy and happiness. We're never grateful for what little we have, always envying others, wanting to be better than others. In this case, we lose man's sin. We, God gives us gifts, but we sin. And when we sin, we need someone to fix it. No one will fix it but Christ himself. Christ sent his only begotten son to the vineyard to fix it. But man is greedy. We want more and more. 
we try to lie to get out of many situations. We try to make more money, more than we have. But if your life is full of Christ, and you live in Christ, for me to live is Christ, and Christ fixes everything. He will fix many of your problems. But ask yourself, what do you truly own? Whatever, it, whatever you own, it owns you. If money, money will own you, you will lose sleep over it and you'll think about how to make it safe. You can be stewards on many things, but what do you own, truly? What are you taking with you when you pass away? Nothing. We don't take anything. So why save up? We see many people die. I'm not going to mention who they are. But then they find that they have millions of dollars stashed away in their homes. Why didn't you use it while you were living? Why didn't you give it to the needy? Why didn't you make homes for those who need homes and those who are unprivileged? One of the things that take away your true joy is it money? Is it sin? Is it your friends? Is it your family members? Is it your careers? Or is it indulgence? Look at Jesus on the cross. Every day, remember, he was there. He suffered and died for us. And say to him, dear Lord, you are my true owner. God gives us gifts. We use it. We appreciate it. And then by sinning, we lose everything. And then we cry out to Christ to come and save us. And glory be to God forever and ever. Amen.